welcome to the latest edition of The Rookie and the Vet. We're going to talk about how do you stand out? How do you make your business stand out in 2020? Nick, I know we're always trying to find ways to kind of rise above the competition. Yeah, and marketing is so important in today's day and age, especially with how available media is. When I started my company, like the only advertising you really had to do was the yellow pages. That was the only place that people could go to find somebody if they didn't have like a friend refer them or they didn't have previous experience where they worked with a DJ or knew a DJ or something like that. That was kind of what it was for me back then. Yeah. And today, I mean, all all I have and all, all I've known really in my experience has been social media, Instagram, Facebook, email, internet, stuff like that. And I think the challenge with that stuff is that you, you're falling into a, a much bigger sea now. Back then, there might have been 10 or 15 DJs that were listed in the yellow pages. And to some extent, that was your competition because people didn't really know who else was out there or what else was out there because they didn't have the internet to search and they didn't have the, the things that are available today. And now you've got people coming at you in so many different ways and you can manipulate how those ways are done. And so it's a lot bigger ocean to swim in now, I guess you could say, right? Mm -hmm. On our podcast today, we've got a guest that I met through a friend of mine named Joe Bunn, who's really prominent in the DJ industry. And our guest today, Dominic Perone, is just a marketing genius. I love him to death. He will probably say that he's a marketing geek, I think is what he likes to say. He has helped countless people that I personally know directly. He's helped them really excel and get to next levels in their business. And while a lot of them have been in the DJ community, as a marketer, you don't just pigeonhole yourself into just one type of client and so forth. So I think the information that we're going to be discussing today with Dominic is going to be something that will help you no matter if you're a DJ or you're something else in the event industry, or even if you're just a small business owner. Without further ado, Dominic, I'm going to let you come on and just kind of share a little bit more about yourself. And we'll dive into this marketing in the 2020. And how can you stand out next year? Yeah, baby, let's do it. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. It is a honor. I, I actually have not done a lot of podcasts and I love the podcast format because you can learn so much. So thank you for what you guys are doing to, sh- to share things. And I'll try to give you guys as much book and podcast recommendations, podcasts in terms of, you know, some other marketing resources that you guys can check out and stuff. But yeah, a little bit about me. I've been in marketing my whole life, basically. I'm self-taught, dropped out of <laughs> college, uh, whether it was fortunately or unfortunately. I personally think that it was a good experience just because I had to teach myself marketing. I've had to always search out what are the best techniques. And I feel like even if you don't have a formal education in this stuff, there is plenty of information out there that you can grab a hold of and really own. But I've been in marketing my whole life, 15 years. I've marketed always passion-based, right? I started up with nonprofits. I've worked for chiropractors. I've marketed for nutrition businesses, helping people transform their healths. So it's always been very much help oriented. And one of the reasons I like to call myself a social media nerd or geek is because I actually, I despise social media gurus. I despise them. I hate these people. Not, not hate. Hate is a strong word. I feel like if you're not chilling on a yacht, you are not a social media guru. So I am very much a student of the craft. I do think it is an art form. I think that if you master marketing and you master sales, those two skills, you can really master anything. And I've seen people that are changing the world, the Steve Jobs, the Elon Musks, the whoever 
is making waves in your area, they, they are marketing geniuses, right? And so my mission is really to, to learn everything I can and then go ahead and, and share it with others. Well, I think one of the things that you mentioned just now that I think a lot of small businesses make the mistake of is kind of coupling together marketing and sales and, and looking at that as the same thing. And that's a huge mistake I think a lot of businesses will make. And so maybe in your experience, kind of touch on that, help people understand what is the difference between marketing and sales from your viewpoint? Mm, good question. I really look at marketing as First of all, grabbing somebody's attention and then educating them, entertaining them, empowering them, right? So sales is going to kind of get them to take the next step to empower them towards buying your product, buying your service, transforming whatever area of pain that they're having. But in my opinion, I feel like marketing is, first of all, you got to grab their attention. If you don't do that, there's nothing else is going to happen. You have to, you have to really understand them. So I think that's also a part of marketing is understanding your audience, surveying your audience, asking them questions, getting in touch with them to know what they need and want, and then delivering it, right? And I feel like where a lot of marketing strategies fall down is they don't put as much emphasis on education as possible. And education isn't necessarily a very sexy word all the time, but what you have to realize, and I'm reading this great book called The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. Highly recommended. This guy basically worked for billionaires and has grown like 50 or 60 companies doubling their sales and stuff. He's, he's no longer with us, unfortunately. He passed away, but is considered one of the great marketing and sales legends. And what Chet Holmes talks about in his book is that at any one time, only 3% of people are ready to buy your product or service. And that's where most businesses focus their attention is on that 3%. And that's actually, that's good. But that's also a massive mistake if you're not focusing on the other 97%, right? So that's where I feel like that's where education has to take place, right? Helping guide those people so that when they're ready to buy, then they know that you are the expert. You are the educational resource. You are the guy that can solve their problems, In a previous podcast episode that we had with Dylan Carter, he talked similar to to something along those lines about how you really kind of need to understand what position that potential client of yours is in, in their process. If it's a B2B, then that's a little bit different. But if it's, you know, business to customer, then it's just kind of a thought process of where am I at? If it's a B2B, it may be a situation like Dylan explained, where as a business, you want to go from zero to a hundred, but maybe you're not even really ready to take that leap yet. And so when you're looking to sell to somebody like that, or when you're looking to do business with somebody like that, it's important to know where they are because the short term gain that you could potentially get out of it could significantly reduce your opportunity for a much longer term gain. Yeah, David. And one of the things that we talked about in the podcast with Dylan was understanding your audience. I know Dominic just touched on that, understanding who you're uh, marketing to instead of, for me personally, just offering a service and saying, oh, this is this band's problem. Like, no, you need to kind of understand your audience first before you kind of go decide what to deliver if that makes any sense. And one of my favorite things to do, absolutely, and I'll, I'll teach you guys, we'll dive into more of this, but using surveys, right? Even if you have to, one thing I like to do is grab a bunch of leads from brides, right? So that's one of the, the areas of marketing that I, that me and my company focus on is uh, wedding marketing. 
And we'll just blatantly give a bride $5 Starbucks gift card to just please answer these survey questions, right? Mm -hmm. And I love to ask them, what's your number one challenge with planning your wedding? What's your number one fear with planning your wedding? What's your number one goal, dream, hope, and desire for your wedding? When you start getting this information, this is very enlightening. And sometimes it doesn't even dawn on you what it is, because first of all, we're all guys, right? And women just have a different way of thinking, right? So it's actually, you need to survey because you need to understand your customer and what they're going through. And so for me, it was actually very enlightening. So obviously brides have a fear of it raining on their day, but also making everybody happy. That's actually a big concern that comes up that I didn't even really think about like making the parents of the groom happy, making the parents of the bride happy, doing this, doing that. I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. So every time I get some sort of survey information like that, I like to make a video like, okay, here's how I'm going to help you overcome that. Or I'll make an ad that's based on that pain point. Right. So I'll say something like in, in one of my social media marketing ads, you've got so much to worry about. You have to make people happy. You're worried if it's going to rain or not. RSVPs and guest lists is another huge area of stress for them. So I put that right. If you understand your customer in your marketing messages, that's probably one of the most effective things that you could possibly do to get them to know, like and trust you and want to do business with you. If you understand them, they are going to want to do business with you. And what I love about what you're saying, Dominic, is it kind of reinforces, again, the conversation that we had with Dylan when he was kind of walking Nick through the project of working with these bands. And if you're a brand new business out there, and just imagine if you started your business doing this and didn't have to find this out five years down the road, 10 years down the road, like, oh my God, I never even realized something like this existed. Imagine how you would quickly be able to propel yourself beyond some of your competition solely because you've asked the questions, they've given you the answers, and then you're selling to them in their own words. I mean, that's, that's genius. Like, why are we not all doing this? this yeah, is it's actually thing. kind of like almost too simple to really, <laughs> to be taking it seriously, you know? We're, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We'll be right back with more with Dominic Perone. We have just started and we're looking forward to talking a lot more about this topic and more great ideas to help you guys out. We'll be right back. We are back with the Rookie and the Vet podcast. I'm going to let Dominic kind of dive into some of the mistakes that some businesses make. Yeah. So some of the big mistakes I see people making, first of all, I've made every mistake in the book. So if you're making these, these mistakes, don't worry. It happens. Okay. So one of the big things that I see is, and this is, let's just take the DJ niche, for example, right? So a lot of guys, when I go onto their websites, the first thing that I see is that they say something like, we are the premier entertainers in this area. We're the number one blankety blanks in blankety blank area. Maybe there was a time and a place where this worked back in the day, 
but it's just very boring to be honest. And everybody says that if you just go through your competitions websites in your area, you're going to see a lot of that. And what you need to understand, and there's a great book, it's called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, I believe is, is the guy's name. Read this book. It's really good on understanding that you are not the hero in your story. Every day we wake up and we are the heroes in our own journey, right? We're thinking about, okay, I gotta eat today. I gotta get this thing done today. I gotta make this sale. I gotta run this business, right? We are the heroes in our own story. The thing that you need to realize in your marketing, you need to be like the Yoda. You need to be the person who helps the hero along to achieve their goal to undertake their transformation, to achieve the happy ending. In this case, it is a wedding that, you know, you brought to life. It's exactly their vision. Their friends and families had a great time. They had a blast. Everybody's talking about it the, the day after or the, the week, for weeks to come and like that, right? So you have to understand you are Yoda. The bride and groom are Luke Skywalker and Leia, right? You need to help them by guiding them to the promised land, if you will. So I think that was a very transformative kind of shift in my thinking is become the guide. It's way easier to be the guide than it is to be the hero. If you are just starting out in the DJ business, that's cool, right? You don't have to have a bajillion reviews, right? Just become the guide and help people out solving problems, right? That's what they need help with. First of all, I love the Star Wars references. <laughs> so awesome. Um, but I think you make such a good point that I think as people, we're just so, so caught up in like being egocentric because we are all we know, like our business is all we know. But I think it's easy to get caught up in that. But I think it's important for myself to make the shift in at the end of the day, like I'm personally helping people and you guys as DJs yes. and we're helping people. When you grasp this concept, you begin to realize that there's absolutely nothing wrong with experience. And it's definitely something that is still of value to a lot of people, but breaking into a market and, and breaking into a business with this type of understanding can kind of help you not have to be so concerned about that experience. You're going to get that over time. And it's also something, again, I'm thinking back to Dylan in our, in our previous podcast mentioned this as well about how experience is a piece of the puzzle that you can't just plug in. Like you've got to let that happen. There's no just one simple, these other things that we talk about, a business license, insurance, a product that you're going to be selling or a service you're going to provide the marketing material, your website, like all of these things can be created, but experience is something that has to happen and you can't rush it and you've got to allow it to happen. But in the meantime, having this mindset of realizing that, yeah, maybe maybe I haven't been doing this for 10 years yet, or I haven't been doing this for five years yet, or maybe I haven't even been doing it for one year yet. But what I do understand is that if I can have this approach of saying, my job is not to be number one in the situation. My job is to help the number one in the situation accomplish the goal that I've been hired to do so in the first place. Yes. Oh, and, and not to minimize experience at all, right? That is only going to help you. You also need to just make sure that you are understanding, again, what they're, what they're searching for. So I've done some work with a home builder and I actually love the wedding DJ niche and the home building niches as an example, because these are massive purchases. When you're hiring a home builder, that is a massive, massive purchase. You need to trust somebody with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of your money. With your wedding, you need to hire somebody that you absolutely trust that's going to 
pulled the thing off flawlessly. So these are actually great examples of where you must be educating and positioning yourself as the expert, the guide, before they will hire you. Because again, massive purchases. But yeah, anytime you have experience, I mean, that absolutely helps too. But the more that you can offer solutions to their problems by understanding what their, their problems are, the more they're going to love you. So just like a, a quick example of this is for the wedding DJ business, you know, we recently did some surveying and found out that brides have all these problems, right? They have a little time and they have a lot of things to do in a very short amount of time. And what kept coming up is that they loved our, our online planning form right? Because it made things so easy. They could just go through and they didn't have to like do all this research and things like that. And so what I did is I took that online planning form and I made a little cheat sheet to help brides and grooms actually go through. And for every ceremony and reception song, just give them some suggestions and link them to a Spotify playlist list. And now this is becoming one of our hottest lead magnets where we, we offer that for free in exchange for some sort of email or some sort of, some sort of exchange so that we, we have the ability to contact them later on. But I wouldn't have been able to develop something like that had I not understood their problems in the first place to make their lives easier. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, a lot of times, again, we get in our own way so often because we have kind of this tunnel vision of, I know how to make it work and I know how to do this. And it's very easy to forget that for those of us that work within the industry, like we do this every weekend of our lives. This is typically their first event like this. Both of you guys know this. Even if you've been to a wedding before, it's nothing compared to your own wedding. It really makes a lot of sense to be able to really understand, man, this is so valuable, really understand what they're looking for. And I know a lot of what we're going to talk about today is going to be wrapped around the wedding industry or the event industry, because that's what a lot of us, you know, all three of us are are in that one way, shape or form. But again, this is applicable to any business. You know, you mentioned home builders. To me, if I had to guess what the biggest fears are uh, of a home buyer, I could probably be totally off base. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so again, having that knowledge, asking those questions, getting that data is incredible. Yes. Yeah. And you got to have video on your website. Just try to put as many videos on your website as humanly possible, keeping in mind that you are presenting yourself in a way who's going to help them achieve a desired result. (laughs) Right. So that's one of the things that I was working on with the home builder. I was like, they have to know who you are before they're even going to jump on the phone with you. You need to present who you are and what you're about and why you're passionate and why you do what you do. There's another great book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. If you don't have time to read, watch his YouTube video. It's a a very popular TED Talk. And he talks about Apple. Let's talk about Apple for a second. They could easily say, we are the number one smartphone manufacturers in the world, right? And that would be true. But that's not sexy. That's not what they market. What they market is that we build products, tools, electronic devices that help you change the world. It's actually a perfect example of how they are the Yodas. They give us an iPad, a nice shiny iPhone, a MacBook, and we're going to do revolutionary things with it, right? It's actually very powerful marketing and is part of the reason why they're a trillion dollar company because they could easily say we're the number one computer manufacturers in, in the world and they don't do that. And it's really awesome that they give the power to the people. You know what I mean? Like you want to empower your market. And one of the points that I've kind of been picking up through our conversation so far is that 
it sounds like we're establishing trust maybe with videos and stuff like that. I think maybe talk about a little bit how you would establish trust with your and kind of create that connection before the service is even provided. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my big thing is you got to generate leads for as low cost as humanly possible. And you're going to do that by delivering valuable things. So different lead magnets. And what I mean by a lead magnet is something that's going to compel them to give you their email address at least. So now another thing that we're experimenting with, and this is another example of a lead magnet is, and man, I could do a whole episode on this, but it's quizzes, using quizzes to help a bride and groom figure out their first dance song, to help them figure out their perfect walk down the aisle song to help them do this. We're actually having a ton of success with this. A lot of people are clicking on it. They're giving us their information, starting a conversation. And not only are they giving us emails, but we're also going to be able to chat with them on the messaging platforms that are becoming very, very popular. That's another example of a way to build trust. Another example is to just have blogs, right? I actually suggest people write a blog a week. And if you can't do it a week, okay, fine. Every other week. Once you create that blog article, and it could be three to 500 words, right? Not very long. Once you have that blog article, you actually have a a video script. So now you've got a basic video script, and now you can go ahead and record a video if you want. Or if you don't like writing, go ahead and record the video, send it off to a service like rev.com. They'll transcribe it for you, and then just turn it into a blog. So you have to be smart with your time too, because... All this stuff can be very time consuming. I feel like the best way to do it actually is to record a video, cover five tips to have the perfect wedding ceremony, five money murdering mistakes that home buyers make when they're hiring a home builder. Something that's shocking is going to get clicked on. I'm sorry to say you sometimes you have to be a little bit clickbaity. Just make sure it's actually valuable information that you're giving them. First, you got to understand the customer, understand their pain points. Then you start making content to actually solve those problems and show them that you have solutions and are guiding them. And then that's how you're going to build the trust the, the best. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Rookie in the Bed podcast. Tune in next week for part two of our interview with Dominic Perone.